You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! This beautiful and special little creature will be a revolution in the livestock industry. Our super pigs will not only be big and beautiful, they will also leave a minimal footprint on the environment, consume less feed, and produce less excretions. And most importantly, they need to taste fucking good. Miranda rescued Okja and bring her back to you. Ten years in planning, on the cusp of a product that will feed millions. And what happens? That farmer grove is going to destroy us. You should know the situation is not good. Each night before you go to bed, my baby. You had to tell all those little white lies. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only. Unknown, a strange journey through the depths of Netflix. It's Anthony Lewis and Glenn Bovey talking another Netflix original movie. Glenn, today we are talking about the 2017 action adventure film Okja, directed by Bong Joon Ho and starring uh, Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano, uh, Stephen Yoon is in this from The Walking Dead. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in this, playing some form of a humanized Jar Jar Binks, as best as I could tell, uh, or at least at <laughs> times. Uh, and uh, this movie, Glenn, is about uh, a little South Korean girl who falls in love with her farting pigopotamus mm-hmm. and uh, tries to tries to save it. What, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought it was going to be more whimsy than what it ended up being. Oh, the whimsy and I don't was, know why. The whimsy was all of the pooping and farts. That was the whimsy. That's true. Yeah, I, I was not expecting as much butthole, but oh, it's so a much. Korean film. I guess I, I should have expected some snuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I thought, like, I thought all the performances were good. I thought the girl was good. Yeah. I thought Steven Yeun was great. I didn't even know he was going to be in the movie until he took off the mask. I was like, oh, I had no idea you were in this movie. Yes, he's a part of Elf. 
Yeah. Which unfortunately has nothing to do with the amazing show from my youth, but is in fact an acronym for Animal Liberation Front. They're here to... I, I guess we should probably spell it out a little bit more. So it's the near future... Actually, it's not in the near future. No, it's supposed to be current some, day. It's some alternate 2007 or something. Well, 2007 is, is when the this... premise. They... Is the... Is the uh, yeah. The prologue or whatever. Whenever they, they come up with the idea of the super pig contest. Yeah. And it's all a front, which I thought was cool. I mean, I, I thought it was cool that they actually portrayed him as a real evil business corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but you find out it's all a front. And then 10 years later, it's when they're going to start really processing these pigs fully. Yes. Yeah. So basically they, genetic- or when this contest ends to find out who the best super pig is. Yeah. Basically they're genetically engineering a super pig. Although this pig does not really look like much of a pig at all. It's really something kind of halfway between a hippopotamus and a pig and Eeyore or something. Uh, And they grow very big. And the idea is that they're going to send a bunch of these, like 26 of them or something to uh, countries all around the world. And then they're going to send Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, Jack Hanna-esque character uh, around the world to uh, observe them or whatever. And apparently the best one will be brought back for crossbreeding. They want to, you know, like we do with dogs, they want to uh, breed the best together with the best to produce the best for food purposes, supposedly. Uh, and then, you know, we're introduced to... Uh, and it has like a lower footprint and that kind of stuff. Like it's supposed to be more eco-friendly. and Yeah, yeah. Genetically engineered to be more eco-friendly. Uh, and then, of course, one of the one of the super pigs is named Okja and is brought to South Korea, where a little girl grows up with him and be- they become friendly. And uh, basically, this toys with um, all of the stuff that you would think uh, they kind of go into: greedy capitalism, uh, animal rights abuses. Um, you know, do animals have? souls or personalities or they self-aware or they sentient or whatever it was Uh, like the blackfish of pig movies (laughs) it was the blackfish of genetically engineered farty pigopotamus movies yes yep uh so yeah and if that sounds weird it's because uh it is pretty weird and it is not a kid's movie yeah i didn't think it was gonna get as dark as it did for whatever reason i I just because every time they show the trailers i just thought it was gonna be like more whimsy in a way, not yeah. Like you know, like you could you could approach the heavier stuff about. I mean, obviously you knew it was going to be about animal rights, but I didn't know they were going to like show you a slaughterhouse and mm-hmm. see all these giant pigs get killed, and then see an Okja get raped by another one because they want to force breed it. And yeah, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of that, but and Tilda Swinton end- was great. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked her quite a bit. Uh, they, you know, and, and and of course it ends with, uh, not only uh, do they rescue Okja ultimately, but they also rescue a, uh, a piglet. Uh, and uh, 
you know, the animal rights group is still doing their thing and et cetera. It has a happy ending. Well, uh, they all get arrested. Well, they do. Uh, but in the, there's a, did you know there's a post credit scene? Oh, no, I didn't. Jay is, <laughs> okay, yeah, so post credit scene, Jay gets out of prison and gets on a bus with Kay and the other members of the organization, uh, and then they introduce their newest member, who is the, that truck driver that you see earlier in the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 who pretty much says, like, fuck you guys, like, I don't care. Yeah, 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 and at the end, <laughs> this so, is great. so yeah, they all get together, and then they plan a disrupt of a major meeting uh, involving all of the Mirando shareholders, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, everything has a happy ending. Do they blow up Gus Spring? No, I don't think Gus dies, unfortunately, but... Look, uh, well, I mean, they don't blow him up. <laughs> uh, so, look, the I think we all know that there's only one way to blow up Giancarlo Esposito, and it's already been done in the best possible way. So I don't think people are going to try to attempt that again for a while, but... Uh, yeah, uh... Anyway, did you did you finish giving your thoughts on the movie? I think maybe we got sidetailed. No, no, I didn't know there was post credit. Uh, no, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was good. It just it wasn't like seeing the trailers for it. This is not what I thought this movie was going to be. The same here. Yeah. Uh, so it was just kind of like as I'm watching it, I don't think it was necessarily like, like I know people complain about total shifts, but like the tone changed because. This is where we're we're really gonna get at you know the root of what the problem is with all of this. Yeah. Um, so like it was a tonal change because that's that's what you needed to do, not a lack of direction. But no, I mean like I thought the performances were great. Uh, why Jake Gyllenhaal decided to do a Rip Taylor impersonation, if you know who that is, <laughs> yes, was I know what it is. Uh, like as soon as he was talking, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Just and he was just such everywhere. a little worm. Yes, uh, but if I was Jack Hanna, I mean, I might want to sue the crap out of him, because uh, like, <laughs> like you said, Jack Hanna, like that's the only one I think of. Yeah, like I don't think of the Crocodile Hunter. I I think of Jack Hanna because of the way they have him dressed, thinking like, well, <laughs> someone yeah, yeah. has a bone to pick with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Well, I mean, I mentioned Jar Jar Binks earlier. It's like uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's playing like. Uh, Jack Hanna's understudy, if his understudy was Jar Jar Binks, and Jar Jar Binks became a, yeah. like a zoologist or something. Uh, he's just a wacky, weird character. Although he's some of these... got some demons, too. He's definitely got some demons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, some of these characters don't... At times, it feels like they're in... Di- feel like they're in different movies, but then the movie matches up the weirdness. Yeah. And... Then yeah, <laughs> uh, I uh, boy, I don't know. I I feel bad looking at the tomato meter for this because uh, this got. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the director or because maybe Tilda Swinton was in it or just because of the content. This movie got far far more reviews than any other Netflix original movie uh, that we've They're seen. Almost one of the they are. Yeah, almost one Palm Door. It it's almost got two hundred counted reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty six percent positive with a seven point five out of ten average rating, which is really good. And uh, I I didn't care for this movie all that much, so I was mostly mostly bored. Uh, I don't know from seeing the trailers. I 
I thought, especially because it says, like, action-adventure film, but, I mean, there was some action in the movie a little bit. There was a sequence of action. Yeah. This is, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how you would necessarily quantify this movie, like, what genre it fits into or whatever. I, I would maybe Korean. go with, It definitely I, fits as a Korean movie. A Korean fantasy drama film. Because it's really more in relation to that than it... Or just Korean fantasy or something. I wouldn't call it an action-adventure film. I was expecting, based on the trailer, like some sort of action-adventure movie, though. Some sort of, like, whimsical, action-y, adventure-y story of some sort. Yeah, with her and her gigantic pig. Yeah, which... Kind of happens a little bit, but most of the story of the movie is we're taking Okja, and she's like, no, I want Okja, and it's them capturing him, and then her freeing him, and then capturing them again, and her freeing them again, and it kind of just goes on like that. Uh, I agree with you that the performances were good, um, especially from um, the girl who played Mija. Mm-hmm. I thought she was good. Tilda Swinton, I thought was her good. grandpa was good too. Yeah, yeah, he was he was good as well. Uh, Stephen Yoon, I thought uh, stood out among the elf people. Uh, I I don't know how much I really cared for Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I mean, look, he made choices. Yeah, yeah. he made he made some acting choices, and then it was a weird character. Like, yeah. all I could think of when watching the movie is like, you know, I've seen uh, I've seen him be a psychopath killer who chases ambulance. Yeah. Accidents. And, you know, you've seen Jake Gyllenhaal do some weird stuff. I thought this was yes. definitely the weirdest uh, role he's ever taken on. Yes. Because that guy, like I said, he had some problems. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. He definitely uh, hated himself in some ways and, and did not know how to process his anger. I thought Paul Dano was good, but I, I love Paul Dano, so. They picked some, like, interesting... They picked some, like, interesting... Uh locations for some of this stuff, like the laboratory is in Paramus, New Jersey. (laughs) Like, such a random place. Like, I'm almost wondering if somebody involved... I don't know they had that much open land in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, so Paramus is, like, I had to go look, because I've heard of Paramus before, uh, (laughs) because it's the home of the 2011 Little League Champions, Glenn. I don't know if you knew that. But uh, it's a small place. Its population is just a little over 26,000. It's not a big place. Uh, it's 20 miles northwest of Midtown Manhattan. So, yeah, it's it's not a very big place. It just it felt like a really random location. But, uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I don't disagree that some of those performances were good. The... The visual effect, I mean, there's really only one visual effect in this movie, is largely the super pig. Uh, and that was really good. They did, like, a fine job with uh, with all of that, at least in some instances. There were other instances where, um, like, I think they were in a tunnel or something. Like, the first time they're trying to, the Liberation Front is trying to get him out of the the truck that he was in and get him into their truck or something. And there were times in that uh, dark... Uh, tunnel where the lighting was a little weird where it didn't look the super pig did not look particularly good but no i thought it was weird is when they would put it on the truck like there was no weight distribution Mm -mm. 
you know, with that gigantic pig getting in the truck. Yeah. I mean, I know they can hold thousands upon thousands of pounds, but... You think you'd see some shifting? Yeah. Or some... Uh, yeah. But by and large, uh, even though the performances were okay, I was just kind of bored by the story. Uh, I guess it's... I was fooled by the trailer and the fact that this is, list, uh, you know, genre as an action-adventure movie, and I was kind of just waiting for the real action and adventure to start. And it never kind of really did. And I just sort of sat there waiting. And then eventually the credits ran. And <laughs> I'm like, look, I, I, I get I get the story, uh, but I was... And, you know, they, they do a fine job of telling their story. But I was completely disinterested by a story, an action-adventure movie about animal rights and, uh, you know greedy capitalists and uh etc cetera, etc cetera. it just i don't know it just, you didn't need it to be too preachy it just eh, i mean not even not even that really it just i don't know it's one of those it's one of those things where you you can't put your finger on it but it just it never clicked for me uh i i just i i watched it and then it was done and then then i went huh all right well on to the next one <laughs> Uh, nothing, nothing really blew me away. I'm, that's why I was kind of surprised when I went and looked at the reviews that it was so well reviewed. It's very, very well reviewed. Uh, the critics consensus, uh, and they mentioned something you mentioned here, uh, or you've mentioned earlier in the consensus, uh, is that this movie sees, uh, director Bong Joon-ho <laughs> continuing to create his, uh, definitely eclectic entertainment and still hitting more than enough of his narrative targets in the midst of a tricky tonal juggling act. Uh, and you noted how uh, the tonal shifts in this movie. Uh, there were a bunch of them. But yeah, the uh, the reviews are, are mostly glowingly positive. And uh, yeah, it just never really, never really clicked with me. Uh, I... Like I look at some of the reviews, uh, the the positive reviews and what they're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with some of them, but ultimately I've kind of just got to go by how I felt watching it, and I was largely unimpressed and bored by the story. Uh, although I can admire the uh, the craftsmanship in making the movie and in uh, the quality of at least some of the performances. But I was otherwise relatively kind of just bored, which is a shame because I was looking forward to watching this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I should have noticed. I guess I should have noticed that the poster is essentially Super Pig, and he's just got like a, an industrial complex on his back, spewing uh, you know pollutants into the air. See, that's what they should have done with Mortal Engines. Put it on Super Pigs, not giant robot cities. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Make those pigs a little bit bigger. Not have London eat Essex or whatever the whatever yeah. the hell that's going on in that trailer. If only Peter Jackson had known ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, put him on Super Pigs. Super Pigs are the way to go. Uh, yeah, so eh, a little, I was a little disappointed with it. Uh, it. It just it it not only was not what I was expecting, but once I realized it wasn't what I was expecting, it also failed to captivate me afterwards. Well, hopefully <sighs> the next movie will end this trend that we have going. Well, uh, I guess. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to be fun, 
Who so, knows? Yeah, we're we're two in a row. <laughs> uh, well, we'll uh, we'll talk about what we're going to do next in a little bit. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on Okja, and what would you give it? Yeah, I mean, like I agree on the boring kind of slow part of it. Um, for a movie that was exactly two hours, it definitely felt longer than that. It did, yes. And as much as I liked Tilda, it's kind of like we're talking about mute. Like I wish it would have focused. It just would have cho- picked a better thing of what to choose because mm-hmm. they kind of have Tilda Swinton as the antagonist, and then she gets taken out early, and her twin sister becomes in charge. Yes, and she's okay with it because of gold and money. You know, even Jay even says it, and he's like, you know, why don't you just let this pig go? Just why? Because you already have a shitload of money. That's why. Yes. Um. But it was just. I don't know. It's like they try to make you sympathetic to certain people that you just, I didn't have sympathy. I just thought Tilda Swinton was weird. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, I was ever going to feel sympathetic that she felt like she had this, this cross to bear in a way. Yeah. Um, like I would have thought it would be way more interesting if we just showed the seedy underbelly of this company mm-hmm. and how they want to manipulate the messages and all the cruddy things that they're going to do. Like I thought that would have been, more interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could have just had Alf going against them for that and would have cut out the girl who I thought was good. But it was just like, I don't know. It felt like it tried to have too many characters in it. So whenever you would spend too much time with someone that you didn't care for, you would go to the next one and be like, oh, well, she's just walking around. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, like I said, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like super amazing. Um, I can see where critics would be like, Oh, this movie's amazing because it is very preachy, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's one of those how certain people on a certain spectrum tend to. Uh, if you aren't completely wholesome and agree with the good message, so you can be ostracized for not going gung ho about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I could see where people may have just jumped on it and given it too much praise because of what the message was versus yeah. what the actual narrative and the story was. Yeah. Some, some people like it when you're overbearingly loud about your positions. I'm not necessarily in favor of being overbearingly loud, even though I don't, I don't, you know, disagree with any of the stuff this movie is talking about. Uh, I didn't find it overly preachy or anything like that. It's just that I, I guess when it comes to my fake movies, I just don't find even even my fake movies that deal with real life um, issues. These are some of the issues that I just don't find that entertaining in movies. Yeah, well, you know, Bojack Horseman addressed this similar thing in an episode, and it was just as effective. Mm-hmm. And it was it only really, twenty two minutes. Yeah, it really depends on the presentation, of course. I mean, granted, they weren't dealing with mentally handicapped chickens, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was very different from this movie. Uh, but the message was all the same. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you? What did you give Okja? Uh, like a three. Mm-hmm. I was close. I was close to you. I gave it two and three quarters. Uh, I could not, in good conscience, being so being so bored, give it a three or, or better. So I wish we could have combined the best parts of this with the best part of mute. <laughs> like choices wise. And I felt like, Oh, you mean like choices wise? Cause I was like, let's just 
mash those two movies together oh, literally, oh, and see what we get. Oh man, that would be a that would be a really dark movie. Paul you Rudd could... Paul Rudd goes to stab Leo only to be stopped by a bunch of shit from Oakja. Yeah. I mean, they literally do that in this movie, by the way. They're oh, that's not even a thing I was thinking of, but imagine the girl <laughs> running into Duck. I mean, oh, yeah. there's there's built-in drama right then and there. Sure. I uh, I really don't know how they could do the awful, the show the awful things they showed in this movie, and earlier it's just like a surprisingly high number of fart jokes. Yeah. Like, one, I was like, that seems kind of weird, even for this movie. And then they do it more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, weird. Uh, but then again, what do I know? Uh, I'm playing Metal Gear Solid Five right now as we record this. And there's a special perk that you can unlock that allows you to command your horse to take a shit. So maybe it's just like a thing in Asia where they're just obsessed with animals pooping. I don't know. They treated it like I had I had won something. They're like, you've been now granted this command. Uh, so maybe they're just obsessed with the idea. Well, you I'm know, and sure, then like but... in Monster Hunter, you can get dung pods to shoot monsters away, so you yeah. can shoot dung at them. I mean, they did close-ups in this movie, Glenn. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you definitely saw the orifices of its butthole. Yes, they, they do not shy away. Weird, it's just weird. Uh... But hey, people people loved it, I guess, and good for them if they did. Uh, this was this was not a winner for me. So, uh, before we close things out and tell you what we're going to watch next time, I'd like to thank the sponsors for this show, Adam Tickets. Head on over to cinemageekly.com/slash/adamtickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page and uh, buy yourself some movie tickets or movie gift card for the movie fan in your life. Glenn, next time. We are, uh, it's my pick this time around, and we are watching something, what I presume, will be vastly different from everything else we've been watching lately. Uh, it's not a sci-fi movie, it's not a fantasy movie, it doesn't take place in the future. It appears to be a relatively grounded movie. Actually, what's weird is uh, it's released, I actually couldn't find any production notes on this. It was released as a Netflix original film in 2017, but it made its world premiere at Sundance in 2014. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this was... Um, I'm guessing... So I'm going to go ahead and guess this was made independently? They probably couldn't find a distributor. and then Yeah, and then Netflix picked it up. It won the Audience Award at Sundance in 2014. So oh. if, uh, if that is any uh, indication... Uh, so, uh, before we announce the movie, uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe, and then you can hear us talk about the, I guess because it was released in 2017, the 2017 American drama film starring John Boyega. It's called Imperial Dreams, and we'll talk about it on another podcast from Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown.